Random Art Tips and Rambles with Rafi. Hola, you amazing artist. It's Rafi. And Cleet. And today we're going to talk about goals. Goals. Like, are your goals something that you can control or are your goals uh, uncontrollable? Indeed. The reason that I wanted to talk about this was because while we did the artist workshop, I had gotten a question from one of the artists that were there, and it really really made me think of the kind of goals that we set Mm -hmm. for ourselves. And obviously, over the years, like, (laughs) it's kind of like time management. It's one of those things that, like, we would look up videos and, like, look up information online on how how to set goals, you know. How to manage time. How to manage your time. (laughs) And for me, I was in corporate, so it was, like, a lot of, like, smart goals. I'm sure you guys have heard of smart goals and, like, all that stuff. And I wanted to talk about the kind of goals that we set because a lot of times I hear people that want to start in our career and they start mentioning goals in a way, but in the goals that they list are things that I'm like, that's, that's going to be a nightmare for you. That's going to be a nightmare for you. So we want to simplify the whole thing. And just FYI for anyone who doesn't know what smart goals is an acronym for it's simple, measurable, actionable, repeatable, and T. <laughs> I can't remember what T is. I can't remember what T is either. Timely. Tassabasa. That's a word. Tassabasa. It's T. Shan Shan's here. Hi, Hi Shan Shan. Um, so, by the way, if you're listening to this at home, we have our amazing Rogue Artist family here with us, and they will be including their questions, insights, brilliance. Uh, They're the ones that make these podcasts so much fun and so awesome. So time-based. Thank you, Serenity. Thank you. (laughs) Time-bound. (laughs) Time-bound. Not just tea. Yeah, not just tea. (laughs) Or maybe it could be tea. Like, you know, after you're done. Like the tea that you drink? Yeah, you you just pour yourself some tea. measurable, actionable, repeatable, and now it's tea time. (laughs) I like it. Artist Havens, like timely or something like that. Yeah, Charmy. that sounds good. Hi, Valerie's Valerie. here. Hi, Valerie. So, um, so let's get into it, right? So, what are the kind of goals that are outside of your control? Let's go over those first, right? So, a lot of times I'll hear uh, people or artists set financial goals, right? So, like, I want to make five hundred dollars at this show or i want to make a thousand dollars in the show and it's it's one of those things that like i've heard a lot of people say like i want to or even the goal of like i want to make plenty of money at this show right where there's no it's not measurable or anything like that those kind of goals are the goals that are going to set you up for complete exhaustion and misery a disappointment because you really have no control over that you have no control over how much art you're going to sell at a specific show or how much art you're going to sell for the month right so like when you set those kind of goals you you, chances are you're going to set yourself up for disappointment the other goals that are outside of your control are like awards i'm going to win an award for this um how many sales you're going to have for something recognition i'm gonna get recognition if i do this i think about it because i was like i want to get into a magazine and if i get into a magazine uh i get interviewed in a magazine i'm gonna have recognition and i ended up getting interviewed in magazines in documentaries and all kinds of things 
And honestly, there was no recognition that came with any of that. Um, fame, validation, public reception, right? The way that people are going to respond. Oh, everybody's going to love this. God, that happens to me all the time. Whenever like I'm posting on social media, I'm like, everybody's gonna love this, and then it's like crickets. Um, external opportunities, right? Like basically waiting around for opportunities to come to you. You have no control over any of that. Um, views, likes, and support from friends and family, right? If you set that as a goal, like I'm gonna do this thing, and then I'm gonna get support from my friends and family. You chances are you're setting yourself up for disappointment. Indeed. Now, that's not to say that you couldn't set yourself up in a way that the chances of getting these things are greater, such as putting your work out there very often. Like, it increases the likelihood, but as far as controlling these particular things, yeah, uh, they really kind of are. Hey, Shroy. Uh Zara says, yeah, it's good to have clear direction, but be aware of what parts of that you can actually control. Mm -hmm. And I like going a little bit further as in like, you know, there are things that like you're like, all right, I want to win some awards. You have no control over that. Right. Because that it, basically all the goals that I just listed are external goals. There's an external factor to that that has to come into play in order for that to happen. However, there's nothing wrong with saying, like, I'm going to win some awards this year. Right. And set that up as a goal and then think of, like, all right, what is the best possibility of me winning some awards or an award this year? And, in the spirit of fun. Yeah, exactly. In the spirit of fun. Meaning, like, your self-worth is not tied to the outcome. I think that's the most oh, important thing. Oh, that's so thing. important. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, because all of these like financial sale recognition, fame, all of these things can easily be tied to your self-worth. And you don't, you don't want to tie any of that shit to your self-worth. Nay. So the goals that we tend to focus on are internal goals, right? They're the, the goals that you can't really quantify to anyone else. Um, when you're telling them like, yeah, this is, this is what I want to do. I want to reach this goal. And they're like, why? Unless you find creative ways to tell them like, I unlocked a new skill. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so those goals are skill development, right? Mm -hmm. So you can set a goal of like, I'm going to get better at drawing hands because hands are so lucrative hands right now. Hands are lucrative <laughs> right now. So like you could set a goal to do that and say, okay, how do I get there? I'm going to practice drawing hands um, every night this week for at least an hour or every night this month or every night this year for at least an hour. Um, and you know by the end of it you're going to get better at drawing hands. Which is going to be super lucrative. <laughs> Which is going to be super lucrative. Sorry, guys. That is an, uh, that's a joke that like formed itself that we just can't help ourselves now when we talk about hands. <laughs> <laughs> On hand said, new achievement plus 15, 15. XP. Yes, <laughs> exactly. The other thing that you do have control of that you can set a goal for is this year, I'm going to do more creative exploration. I'm going to have fun with Play. exploring different things. And you can be specific about it. Like, I am not great at uh, using watercolor paints. And so I can decide that I'm going to explore watercolor paints this year and this is going to be my focus for 2023 or whatever it is. And by the end of the year, I'm going to be able to do this. And you set yourself up to basically get there incrementally. That's a great goal. Mm -hmm. um, time management is another one. 
I'll be honest with you. When it comes to time management, 99.9% of your problems are all in your head. Like they're all in your head. You're just making your life a lot more difficult and not setting boundaries and not doing that stuff. So like time management is something that you could incrementally get some kind of goal, some kind of system that you come up with and decide I'm going to have more time for this and actually set more time aside. That's that's a goal that's that that's actionable. Mm-hmm. And also understanding, like, we have gone through so many iterations of time management in order to find what works for us, and also with the understanding that that's going to change and evolve. So, like, what works for you for a while may not work anymore the following year, or depending on your circumstances. So that's a definitely ever-evolving thing. Uh, Zero says it's important to document sketchbook posting on social, your progress, etc., to see and celebrate your progress, not based on anything outside like likes and such much. Yeah. And we'll get to that because that's part of, that's part of those, you know, the, the goals that are external, right? It's social media is tricky mm-hmm. because if you are focused on the likes, kind of like you say here, Zara, um, you can get all wrapped up. Your self-worth will get tied up into it. And one of the things that we always discuss is that like when it comes to your goals on social media, you need to, you know, for me, my goal is to document my journey, no matter what it is, whether it's life or art or whatever, document my journey for myself. Which is absolutely an internal goal. Yeah, exactly. Um, The other one is personal projects, like where you get started on personal projects And I think that that's what matters. Like if you are setting a goal for, I want to, um, this year, I want to do my own exhibition. I want to, I want to be in an exhibition. You have complete control over that. You could decide like, all right, so there are no galleries that I could show at. What's the next step? You know, where can I show my stuff? Can I organize my own show? Can I rent an old abandoned, uh, storefront? Can I, Uh, do it at a community center? Can I do it at the local library? Mm -hmm. Like you can set up your own personal goals where you're not waiting around for external permission. That that might also mean getting your website built or getting a blog established. The next one is something that we do whenever we have an exhibition or we're doing a show, right? So it's easy to like tell yourself when you're doing a show, especially once you've like poured in money into like uh, putting together this exhibition or, you know, paying for booth space and going and doing a show that your goal is going to be fine. I want to break even. Right. We like that. Right. We like that. However, it's not a great goal to have because it's really going to wreak havoc on your emotions. Yeah. So for us, our goal is meeting people. How many people can we meet today? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and giving a number like, you know, sometimes it's a number. Sometimes it's like I'm going to engage in so many conversations or I'm going to get engaged with as I want to meet as many people as I can today. Oftentimes it was like, I'm going to say hello to everyone. Yeah. That was the goal. And how many positive interactions can I have with people today? Sarah's like, how about I am going to recreate the entire ceiling of the Sistine Chapel on my bedroom ceiling? That is absolutely an actionable goal. (laughs) Yeah, that is. You can absolutely do that. Personal goal. We're going to do something similar in our uh, downstairs bathroom because we want to do like a cool, like, it's going to be fancy. Renaissance-y work of art. Yeah, so um, back to our 
programming here. <laughs> um, <laughs> how many people can I say hi to? How many people can I smile at and get them to smile back at me? How many cool conversations can I engage in? And so on and so forth. Hi, Kelly. Welcome to the podcast. Um, the next goal is, you know, giving away business cards. I wrote that down as an example, but like, you know, if you're promoting a show and you print up, um, a hundred flyers, right? It would be, where can I, you know, can I disperse a hundred flyers out there? Where can I hang posters? Where can that, those are goals that are actionable. Like you could decide, all right, I'm going to go to these different businesses and different areas and I'm going to leave this stuff, right? Or the goal is like, I brought a hundred business cards with me and the goal is to give them all out today. Right. The opposite of that, the not actionable goal that has to do with external stuff is like, I'm going to make sure that a bunch of people show up to my show. Right. You have no control over that. You have, you really have no control over that. The only thing that you have control over is how much you promote it. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's something. And, and like I, like Clee said, you make it into a game. Mm -hmm. That's something that you actually have control over. Um, the other one is challenging yourself, right? For us, this entire art career is a personal challenge of pushing outside of comfort zones, um, facing fears, uh, you know, from just having a conversation with somebody is facing a fear and pushing outside of a comfort zone to showing the artwork. You know, it's a very vulnerable thing being an artist mm -hmm. and putting your stuff out there. And basically you're putting yourself in a crosshairs of criticism and, and, and all kinds of other things or feeling invisible, which is a big one. And, um, you know, where your goal is, I'm going to do these things and I'm going to persist. That's been one of our goals is like, no matter what, we're going to persist. And so far we've come through with our goal. Most of my art career has been about the goal of facing fears and um, unlocking new skills. And I, for me, for how my brain works and how my emotions work, like that works for me. And I think it's useful to sit and determine like what really works as a motivator for you um, and, and then kind of develop it from there. Um, if facing fears is a big one, right? For me, it was like going from not being able to say hi because I was too shy to do public to doing public speaking engagements and yeah. live streams and workshops and as an, a, a creative of, you know, like constantly pushing myself to learn and develop new skills in jewelry and music production. Um, and that, that keeps the fire lit. It keeps the pilot light on, yeah, cause if you're you will. Constantly evolving and growing in your art career and not just doing the same old, same old all the time. Serendipity said, I love the I'm going to interact with all the people goal versus the I'm going to make this much money outlook. Mm -hmm. The mindset shift really does make a big difference in how the event flows and feels. Oh, absolutely. 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 Because if you go in and you're like, I'm going to make so much money. And let's say that you're there for two hours uh, and let's say it's noon, right? So like you still have several hours left and you haven't sold a damn thing. It's going to have a huge impact on your mood. Mm -hmm. And then you basically can sit there like a dark cloud and cause your own demise. Your own cloud of funk. Yeah, your own cloud of funk that nobody wants to interact with. And thus you end up 
like selling less. Whereas if your goal, our goal was always to have as much fun as we possibly could and meet people. That was it. That was our goal. And you always, you know, if you've done any shows, you know, at some point, some other creative or artist or vendor at the show is going to come and be like, how's your day going? And what they actually mean is like, how much money are you making? Are you doing good? You know? And we always respond with like, oh, it's been great. We're having great fun. Whether we sold anything. And you could almost see like the little cloud of like, you know, this does not compute. Explain. Come out of their ear. And it was like, I am not going to spend my time at a show miserable because I haven't sold something. I got to be here. So I might as well make the most of it no matter what. Definitely. Cruz has a great question here. Um, Example. A website that isn't user-friendly, but the builder claims that the SEO is doing great. However, when the traffic comes to the website, are they able to use it easily? Rafi, who is in control? Mm-hmm. I would never stand for this scenario, right? Because, yes, it's great to have SEO and things in place to drive traffic to the site, but if the site is not user-friendly, it doesn't matter, yeah. right? Because... Um, difficulty in navigation or checkout or any type of use is going to be the main culprit for people not following through on purchasing or signing up for a thing. Yeah, you got to think about it. If somebody shows up and immediately right off the bat there, it's difficult. You want to make things easy for them. And honestly, SEO and all that stuff is kind of overrated because most of the traffic that is going to be meaningful that you get on your website are going to be people that you direct personally to your website. And the more people that go to your website because you direct them to your website, the more um, the more that it, it boosts in, rate, in rating ranking. rankings. Rankings, yeah. yeah. So um, user experience is probably the singular most important thing about anything you're putting out there that you want people to interact with. That's what I focus on with our websites. And, you know, I tweak things as I go as, you know, people ask me questions or if I go to it and I realize like, oh, this needs to be different. Yeah. And the Rogue family knows this, right? Because we put things out there and so do members of the community to to ask your peers, right? Can you look at this and tell me if it's an enjoyable, easy to understand experiment or experience, experience, experiment, maybe experiment. Uh, and that's something that we do for each other. And I think it's really great to constantly be looking and determining, is there a better way to do this, especially with technology? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Zara um, says when applying to get accepted into anything, have a hundred ask goal. It's a numbers game. Yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely and that's the thing. It's like, oh, I'm going to get into this show. You don't know. Um, It's easier to say I'm going to get into a show and what is it going to require me to get into a show? Well, I'm going to apply to 50 of them. Um, You know, I'm going to uh, approach all the galleries in the town. It's like our friend who enters every single art competition and has tons of awards. Yeah, he has all the awards in the world. Because he because he applies to everything. He's like, you know, mostly I get rejected, but I, I have tons of awards because every once in a while yep. I don't get rejected. Shan Shan uh, said, it's not a goal, but more of a challenge. I set to see how many places I could show my art, promote my streams. Yeah, that is that mm-hmm. I, that is a goal. That is a goal. It's it, But that's the thing. The goal should be that challenge, and it should be actionable, right? It's really easy to say, 
I'm going to get into um, 50 places. And like, you don't know that. You can actionable say, I'm going to uh, go to 50 businesses and just ask, Mm -hmm. you know. And the beauty of those kind of goals is that, A, you're going to be pushing through comfort zones, right? This is going to be terrifying the first time you do it. But you've set a goal of 50. So you're going to keep at it. And by the time you get to the 10th one, you're going to like not care. Like at that point, you just want to get this goal over with. Right. So that you could say and like it just becomes less intimidating the more you do it. Totally. Uh, Shroy said just focusing on things you can control is the first rule of stoicism versus what you have no control. It's like how the world receive. Oh, like uh, how the world receives. Yeah, you. absolutely. Shroy. Absolutely. Corey said it's been a slow realization for me to realize that a lot of my goals relied upon others to be achieved. It's humbling to realize all you can do is what you, you can, can do. do. Yes, Corey. Yes, Corey. And there's so much personal power in owning that realization because then you you're not tethered to other people's agendas or work ethics or value systems or timelines. Um, it's you are steering the ship. And- a lot. And a lot of it is that, you know, I have it written down here, self-development. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's your your journey as an artist and in setting these goals is starting to realize, like, wait a second, what do I what do I have control of? Because what you do have control of is the thing that really you should pour your focus into, not this arbitrary thing that usually is very, very much tied to social validation. Um, You know, if I accomplish this, then I'll be taken seriously. You know, if I have 100,000 followers on social media, then I'll be taken seriously. If every single one of my posts has... 700 likes then i'll be taken seriously and it's like no that's that's like waiting around for validation waiting around for someone else to approve of you and you really have no control over that you have no control over that what if your life and career goal was like i want to be a version of myself that i'm super proud of understanding that that version of yourself is also going to evolve the more experiences you have yeah um Wendell said cloud of funk, my experience as a potter in the late 70s and early (laughs) 80s. It's okay, Wendell. (laughs) We all have our times and our moments. Shroy said, check out the Daily Stoic. Shroy, I love Stoicism. I follow Stoicism. There's all kinds of philosophies and, and, and stuff like that. But I believe that I already, we already have the... That we've watched I've watched the Daily Stoic. I will I don't know that I know the Daily Stoic. I will definitely check that out. I agree with a lot of Stoicism principles. Kelly said I still laugh about the house story. Yes. The Clay House story. Um Zara said, lol, user experience is important. Oh yes. So important. Shan Chan said, You can also change and update goals. Sometimes you don't know what you really want until you start pursuing the wrong thing. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And that's the thing, it's like not digging your heels in because this is what's socially acceptable. A lot of times the goals that we think that we're gonna take on, they have to do more with like what other people's idea of what success is. Right. Mm -hmm. Like just in general. And honestly, no matter how grown up we are, a lot of times our goals are very much attached to getting friends and family to take us seriously as artists. And we have to really, really identify those things and like break through that barrier and be like, you know what? I don't care what anybody else thinks about me. This is my life. 
my goals should really revolve around what it is that I want to accomplish for myself and, and you know, and, and my growth and, and getting to where I want to get to versus, um, you know, imp- impressing someone else. Like, who cares? Like, people are fickle no matter what. That's Indeed. that's an important, one of the most important lessons that I learned is that people are fickle. They have their own lives to focus on. And if you are constantly chasing validation, right, one moment somebody's going to love you and think that you're amazing. The next moment they're going to disagree with everything you're doing. You have no control over that. There just isn't any control over that. The only thing that you have control over is where you are, where you want to head and how you want to live your life. Yeah. The other goal, this is an easy one, is like number of works that you create. You know, set yourself up a simple goal instead of being like, I'm going to um, sell this much work. No, you have more control over how much work you create and challenging yourself. You know, if you create work a little bit slower, not saying that there's anything wrong with that, but, you know, it's it's much easier to say like, all right, so I typically create this much this week. I want to see if I can get away with creating this much, you know, and if that's something, if that's part of your goal where you're like, I want to create more work during the year. And those are things that you could break down. It's like, all right, I want to create a hundred pieces this year. What does that entail? How many pieces a month? How many pieces a week? Is that doable for me? Um, you know, and not giving yourself a goal that like overdoes it. Right. You don't, you don't want to overdo it. Um, the other thing is the applying for shows. How many shows are you applying for? Or how many shows are you trying to put together yourself? Mm-hmm. You know, Including do... virtual events. Exactly. Um, and applying for competitions, which we talked about because my I, our friend just – he's got all the awards, all the awards. And I remember having that conversation with him because – before, when there was a, you know, I like I'd look at it. I'm like, what's the what's the prize going to be? And like, um, is it worth it? How many people are like all the strategic thinking that we fool ourselves into into applying for something? Whereas for him, it was like it's fun. It's I'm gonna just do this thing and see what happens. And like he'd apply and then forget about it. And a, a lot of times, he would apply the same piece to like several different uh, competitions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the same piece would get an award in another one, whereas it got rejected in this one. So he would just have fun with it. And that was back when when I was talking to him, that was a weird concept to me because I was like, yeah, but rejection, you know, (laughs) so scary. (laughs) While we're on the topic of applying for things, uh, we're not sponsored by them, but I want to give a huge shout out to Colossal Magazine. Um, I believe they're based out of Chicago. They're an art publication. Um, I get their newsletter in my inbox, but also they publish a monthly opportunities for artists, um, which are uh, international competitions and grant programs. And it's a humongously awesome resource if you are looking for competitions or grant funding. Um, I highly recommend signing up for their newsletter. Yeah, I believe I shared uh, one of their new ones with uh, with the Rogue family on Discord on the opportunities tab. The Not Real Art Grant? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and, and that's the thing. It's like, to me, the goal there would be apply for the grant. That's it. That's the goal. Mm-hmm. Once you apply for it, not setting your expectations to get the grant, but just to apply for the grant because it it allows you to learn like, okay, what do I need to do to apply for this grant? Because understanding that, like, if you set that goal, 
it's going to make it easier the next time and the next time and the next time. And I know that a lot of artists miss out because they avoid doing stuff like that. And there's a lot of opportunities out there that if you put that skill under your belt and allow yourself to do that and get it wrong, get it wrong and do it and get it wrong and get it wrong and not, you know, eventually you get to a place where you're going to, you're going to get that. And for me, that's, that's the whole point of a goal is to like, for you to grow, for you to grow. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Uh, Shan Shan said, I thought I had to illustrate a children's book because everyone thought that was what my style fit. Yeah. Turns out you can illustrate without doing a children's. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. That's one avenue that you have the opportunity to pursue, but it's certainly not the only avenue you can take as an illustrator. For Isn't sure. it funny how there's a lot of like stuff like that out there where it's like, well, you do illustrations, you should do children's books, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. But for a lot of people, it's like, that's what illustrators do. Right. They do children's books. It's mm-hmm. like, no, that's not true. That's not what, that's not all illustrators do. In any genre or medium, there's a plethora of avenues you can take and you're, you're really not limited to what the mainstream avenues would be. Yeah. Right. As a songwriter, I hear all the time like that. Well, it would be far more lucrative for you to just pitch your song to an established artist. Right. For them to 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 buy your song and then perform it but that's just not what does it for me right not that i'm against it but that's just not what makes me tick and so it's being really authentic about what does make you tick we've been talking a lot about this and it's it's interesting because like i said before there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff like that out there where it's like you know a lot of advice that comes from people that think that there's one path yeah. There's one path. This is how you get there. This is what you have to do. You have to jump through these hoops. You got to get this validation. You got to get this approval. And that's just how they see the world. And if you're going into something for the first time and you don't know how it's going to work out, right? It's almost like you're looking for the instructions. You're looking for direction. You're looking for the roadmap that is going to get you there because you want to be safe. You think that if you have that roadmap, you're going to be safe. And the truth is that there, there is no roadmap. Like there isn't any roadmap. There's just various ways that people have taken to get to the destination that they want. Matter of fact, I think that's like chapter one in the rogue artist survival. Yes. Guide. yes it <laughs> it's is. like, there is no map. Or there is no like, roadmap. It's yeah. Either it's definitely towards the beginning of the book. For yeah. Sure. And it's, it's, it's important to understand that like, yeah, you're going to get advice like that. You know, the best thing you could do, I think about it because, like, the best thing you could do is, is you know, submit your songs to uh, artists, music, musicians that are out there. Uh, the best thing you could do if you're in Pensacola is paint the Pensacola beach mm-hmm. ball and the touristy stuff because that's what's going to sell. The best thing you could do is blah, 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 blah. Right. So going into it, you have to have a modicum of skepticism when it comes to advice from anyone, because ultimately what you need to do is like figure out what is it, where is it that you want to go? What are your goals? Like, what is it that you want out of your life? Um, Especially as an artist, because as an artist, this isn't a job. This is a lifestyle. Yeah. So it's like, what do you want from your life? How do you want to live day to day? And thinking, thinking in those terms and really um, not getting into that uh, hustle culture mentality of like, I'm going to do this now. And then later on, I, it's almost like we, we've adapted 
the typical way of living of like work this job, work this job, work this job, and then retire and then die. And the truth is that that's just not how it's going to be as an artist. You know, maybe it's not how it has to be. It's not how it has to be. You don't have to like bust your ass and then reap the benefits. You want to take a look at your life day to day and make sure that it is fitting into a construct that you're happy with because tomorrow's not guaranteed. It's just not guaranteed. Right. So you can't live for tomorrow. Zara said, yep, I've come to realize that my grand vision goal is more about my own growth. Ah, the entrepreneur's journey. Yep, indeed. Gut instinct, intuition is important with staying aligned with you, being authentic while still stretching towards your goals. I agree. I agree, Zara. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And I, at the end of the day, the way that I see the goal setting is... When I look at something that I'm like, okay, I want to achieve this, right? I take a look at it and I ask myself, is this an internal goal? That means that there is there are no external factors that need to happen in order for me to accomplish this goal, right? Those are the ones that I have control over. Mm-hmm. If at any point there is an external factor is what needs to come into play, that means, you know, the validation or the amount of money that comes in or winning the award or gaining recognition or anything like that, gaining approval. If any of that is a factor that comes into the end of the goal, then I know that it this is not a goal that I can actually take steps to achieve, Right. Because in my mind, all that external stuff is a side effect of the internal goal. Like all of that. More finances? Well, what kind of internal goals are you setting for yourself that you can focus on and achieve, right? And you're not waiting around for it to happen. You are making it happen. Yeah. So also, it's not to say that collaboration isn't great, but as a main goal, like, needing needing a collaboration to happen in order to further your own pursuits i think is where you might run into some trouble cuz i do think that collaboration is a wonderful wonderful thing but i would never want to be in a position where i needed collaboration in order to do what i need to do and the reason we're saying that is because we have we do have a few we've run into a few people that have an idea And they come up with an idea and then they feel that they need to collaborate in order to make that idea happen. And the idea coming to fruition completely falls on outside factors, right? And if the outside factors, if it doesn't happen, then the idea never comes together. And the reality is, is that it's up to you to make it happen, And the only way that you can make it happen is by setting yourself personal goals that don't have anything to do with anybody else. And that way, at least if you're approaching somebody with an idea, you've already accomplished most of it and you don't need somebody. And that's, I think that that's a big, it's a big deal out there because I've been approached by random people that are like, this is what I want to do and I need somebody to take the reins on it. And they're telling me and I'm like, I don't have time for right. that. Right. We need a creative director or we need investors or we need board members. And it's like the one main thing that I got out of like the couple episodes of Shark Tank that we watched was like the people that got investors were the ones who were already doing it, yeah. already showing success. Right. And right. They were looking to grow. Um, 
it's very important that you are steering the ship. It is very important that you're steering the ship. And that's why it's important to focus on the things that you can control on. Right. Uh, you do have control over. And you don't need to know where the ship is going necessarily in order to steer the ship. I like that. You just have to be at the helm. Yeah. Right. Uh, I don't know what's up with all these nautical analogies. I know. But... I, are you going? Are you going on on the water soon? Aye, <laughs> aye, Captain. <laughs> Zara says, "Let go of everything external. Focus on all the things you do control with your own actions, and those will grow." Yeah, and, I, and really, that's the only that that's the path that you have access to, um, and that's why in the book, also in that section, I talk about blazing your own trail. It's like it's not a decision between path number one and path number two and path number three. There's all this landscape in between these paths that you could blaze your trail. And they're not well-worn and it's not the, the trodden path. And that's the thing for me is like all of those paths that are set up, right? People have already walked them. It's been done before. Mm-hmm. I want I, The only way that I'm really going to genuinely create an art career is by setting my own goals and heading down a path that nobody else has gone down before and deal with the roadblocks and the obstacles and things like that as they come up and essentially just blaze my own trail. And I think that that's that's one of those things that um, is very, very scary because, again, you want to be told which direction to head, right? It's easier to justify... For a lot of people out there, it's easier to justify your actions if you can show that there is, quote unquote, success at the end. Right. So being able to say, well, so and so this is how they did it. Right. That'll justify it to someone else. However, if that, again, is one of those things where you're looking for justification behind your actions. And so your goals might be set up like that. We talk a lot in the, you talk a lot in the Rogue Artist Survival Guide too, and I think this is kind of important. You talk about the balance between blazing your own trail and utilizing the well-worn path when it suits you. Yes. Meaning you don't need to reinvent the wheel if there's already a technology or a platform or a thing out there that would help you achieve your goal. So it's like, Walking the well-worn path when it suits your purposes and blazing your own trail when the well-worn path doesn't suit your purposes. And I mean, when you're picturing it, think about it as if you're like hiking in the woods or something and there's a path. And then here's this interesting thing that goes off the path. And so you got to climb a little bit. And then maybe there's a bunch of mud ahead of you. And all you got to do is go right and just take the path and avoid all the mud right there. Yeah. And like, that's basically what it is. You get to swerve in and out as you want because you're you're doing your own trail. An example of this would be I'm using distribution that already exists to put my music out there. I didn't try to start my own record label. (laughs) Right, because that would be too much too soon. I'm using distribution because it's easy for me. But my journey as a musician, I'm going my own way. Right. If that makes sense of what we're saying with that. And it's the same thing with artists. You could use, I don't, I'm not going to fight against being inside of a gallery simply because I blaze my own trail and screw galleries and blah, blah. No, but I'm going to be very picky about the gallery and my relationship with the gallery staff or owner or whatever. And I'm, it's, 
there's a big difference between setting a goal of getting into a gallery and it's attached to validation and desperation of like, if, unless I am in this gallery and trust me, you guys, like I've experienced this, right? Where if I do this thing, then I will be taken seriously. I remember, um, getting into a gallery and I was in the gallery for a few months and your mom had come into town to visit and she walked into the guy and she's like, Oh, Rafi, you finally made it. And I was like, at that point, I'd been in the gallery for a while. I was like, this gallery, this sucks. I don't, I don't want to be in a gallery. And she was like, Oh, Rafi, you, you finally made it. And I was like, this is, this is ridiculous. Like basically I got into this gallery knowing full well that I didn't want to be in that gallery in that particular gallery. But there was that seeking validation part of me that was like, you should do this and then talked myself into it. There's, there's a big difference between talking yourself into something that you don't want to do and doing something that you know is scary, but you really want to experience it. You really want to do it. And that's, you know, that's part of that, that whole goal setting thing too. Like, is it a goal that you're talking yourself into because this is what you need to do in order to be successful or whatever it is? Or is it a goal that you literally are trying to talk yourself out of it because you just think it's going to be fun, but it, it's like, oh, it's meaningless. This isn't going to lead anywhere. And so many people approach it, things from like that. I, I, I think of like YouTubers that I've watched where they want to do, they want to add a part of the uh, business because they're excited about doing it. And then after six months, it's not showing any income and they're like, oh, it was a waste of time. You know, I really love doing it, but it was a waste of time. Why? Because it wasn't making money. And I'm like, how is it going to make money if you're not sticking with it? Like, it doesn't make sense. Everybody wants immediate, quick results. And it's like your goals can't be set that way. You can't you can't give yourself a financial goal of like, I'm going to make income. I'm going to be able to do this within a year. Um, because then you're basing it on a financial goal and you have you really have no control over that. You have no control over that. Yeah. Uh, Zara says, consider consider that everything is here for you to create your own journey. How how cool is that? Is that yeah? How cool is that? <laughs> I am having a hard time reading. Maybe you should take on to reading the comments that, part. That is fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so I would say that that's that's my my biggest thing is like just kind of like really not just kind of like really look at the goals that you maybe have for yourself right now and see if there is any kind of outside factor that needs to come into play in order for you to achieve that goal and understand that the only things that you do have control over is what you do for yourself. You know, what you accomplish for your own personal badassery, you know, like Mm -hmm. a lot of the goals that we do is because like, I want to feel like a badass. I'm going to do this. When we did our show here, the goal wasn't like, we're going to put together an exhibition and, and make money. Like no. it wasn't like that. It was like, Oh, cool. Like let's, uh, we have a goal of showing our art and meeting people, right? We're new to the area. So like this, how many will... people can we introduce ourselves to? Yeah. What a great way to, um, introduce ourselves to people by using our art and music and, and all the creative stuff that we do. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was the goal. And in fact, before the show, um, I remember driving towards it. It's like, all right, so we probably won't make any money. And that's fine. And that's fine. So let's let's make the most of it and have fun. 
And that's an easy goal for me to really, really wrap my mind around. And it's an easy goal for me to achieve is to just have fun. I think ultimately at the end of the day, that's like the main goal that I focus on is like, just have fun. No matter what you're doing, just have a good time Mm -hmm. and have fun. I found myself saying yesterday, and I think this is probably my closing thought, I pretty much have never, ever had a plan. (laughs) But what I have had is tons of great experiences that have developed into this life and career that I am engaged with. Um, and so you also don't need to have like it. Well, like we said earlier, you don't need to know where the ship is going and you just have to be at the helm. Um, so it, it don't let that stop you either. If you don't know what direction you're going, but you know what you're naturally inclined towards, just trust in that. I, I think that's a great place to end the podcast. Cause I mean, that's ultimately the biggest thing. It's like, All of this is an emotional journey and you're either trusting in your ability to continue going in a direction that you want to go in, not knowing what direction that is, just knowing that right now the only thing I can focus on is this step and then the next step and the next step and making sure that you're heading in a direction that you want to go in and not allowing yourself to wait for something to happen in order to feel good about where you're at Mm -hmm. knowing that no matter what you don't get to the end of it you just don't we don't we don't get this thing done by the time i achieve a personal goal i've already got like five other goals that that sound like wouldn't it be cool if yeah wouldn't it be cool serendipity said never underestimate the sacred power of effing around and finding out yes (laughs) i love it god it's so powerful i love it you know, that's where that's where a lot of like really cool innovative stuff come from is just people effing around and, and putting it out there and having fun. Mm-hmm. And that, that's so. Yeah. So there you go. You're you're if if anybody out there wants to be told what to do um, and I'm saying take this with a grain of salt and don't do what I tell you because uh, you have to remain a rogue. But if you do want to be told what to do, just eff around, have fun. And set up your own goals. And anybody that tells you the to do any different, you could tell them to... To F- pound sand. Pound sand. I was going to say F off. Or that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a work in progress. Yep. Yeah. It's always a work in progress. All right. Well, thank you, Rogues, for being here. You guys are so awesome. Mm-hmm. I love, love hanging out with you during the podcast and talking about these different subjects so you um yeah you guys make this podcast really really fun amazing and really amazing and for everybody at home thank you so much for uh watching or listening to our podcast you guys are amazing and yeah i think that's it that was a good place to leave it off mm-hmm. all right you want to say goodbye clay good day oh uh i almost forgot and if you like this and you want to subscribe or follow us, uh, whatever platform you're listening to this on, um, go ahead and click on the follow or subscribe button. And yeah, Clear Ready said good day. So I will say adios. Yeah. I was totally lost in That's that That's okay. You got there. <laughs>
Hey, Gail, friend. Hey, Gail. Thanks so much. So much great advice. Thank awesome. you. Awesome. This Thank was you. great. Thank you, said Corey. Thank you, Corey, Thank for you, being Corey. here. Thank you to all of you. This was a great conversation. I enjoyed it very, very, very much. It's an important thing, man. Like, and, and honestly, I love that we're talking about this because it didn't even, this is something that I've thought about, but I've never thought about it in this way. And the fact that it came up in the workshop, I was like, oh, shit. That's right. Like the reason that we don't stress out, the reason I don't stress out about social media is because it doesn't have anything to do. I don't worry about the platforms and what they expect and the stuff that they try to get you to whatever. Like I use the platforms for me, Mm -hmm. for me and people follow. And sure you could, it's frustrating. In fact, I, the podcast that I recorded this morning that, uh, the, community podcast that's going to post next week is about that. It's about that frustration of like, you know, wanting that recognition, wanting to not be uh, screaming out into the void Mm -hmm. and understanding that like, if you are, if it's always going to feel bad, Mm -hmm. right. But it's also always a challenge for you to figure out ways where it's not going to bother you. And that is like, that can be a big part of the personal journey. I, when I was in my late teens, early twenties, creatively, the biggest thing that I wanted more than anything was acknowledgement for my jobs well done, acknowledgement from my peers, acknowledgement from my family. And I really had to learn and I'm still learning to not look for it. Yeah. Um, And that is part of the personal journey. Yeah. And to acknowledge myself. And that it's okay. It's okay. It's okay that my dad looks at my abstracts and is like, what, you're still doing those paintings about nothing? I don't get that. (laughs) Why do people buy that? Do people even buy that? You know, and it's like, I don't have to, I don't have to like explain it to him. I'm just like, I get it, dad. You don't get it. That's fine. (laughs) Like, don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. But it took me a while to get there. And it's only through putting my artwork out there and facing those moments that you really start to realize like wait a second is my goal to get the approval from my father or am i just going to be myself um i know a lot of people that artists that waited until their parents died before they actually did the thing that they wanted to do because they were not getting the approval that they needed and i'm like i don't want to be i don't want to get there i want to just get there now yeah and do what i'm going to do you know an an unfortunate side effect also of needing that acknowledgement or that validation is that you open yourself up and people there are people out there that are more than happy to use you and to use your willingness to help out or to do a thing yeah um which can be really unhealthy too so yeah and always that, that's seeking. where they're like oh you're the best you're so yeah. you're so only great. you can do this. You're right? the you're the only one that gets me. Uh, all that stuff, and it's like you know, a, a, one of the things, and Shroy will recognize this because of stoicism. One of the things is uh, personal importance. There's a lot of times that yeah we want to uh, be something, right? And because we want to have that, you know, so like you're the only one that gets me. Boom, personal importance. Yeah. You know, and that that becomes part of your identity. And like the truth is, and this is, this is, so this isn't part of the podcast, but this is something that I want you to contemplate is, and it's something that I constantly repeat to myself. It's understanding that like, if you're in a mindset where you think that somebody needs you or that you need someone else, 
or that you owe somebody or that they owe you, you really, really lock yourself in this weird prison where you're constantly seeking um, validation and approval. Mm-hmm. Constantly. And the scales are just never balanced in those scenarios. They never are. And so like a lot of times I'll just ask myself those questions. Okay, do I feel that I need this person or that, uh, do I need this thing? Do I feel that this person needs me or that this thing needs me, that it's only I can fix this thing? Or do I feel that that person owes me something, right? Am I holding them accountable for something? Or do I feel that I owe that person something? And whenever I take a look, close look at those things, I want to make sure that I'm not allowing myself to feel those feelings because that's where that personal importance comes from. And it really becomes a gilded prison for a lot of people. Like you end up doing stuff that you don't, you really just don't want to do mm-hmm. or um, giving in and not setting boundaries because you're afraid that like if you're not around that that's, uh, it's not going to happen. And I constantly remind myself of that because I'm like, if I die tomorrow, everybody's going to be fine. Zara's like, this conversation needs to be in the podcast. I know, I know. Uh, Maybe we can just include this when you go and yeah. do the final edit of yeah, it. Yeah, I'll do, I'll do the, the after, after effect Because this, this is good stuff right here. Yeah. Uh, Artist Haven said, you can't control other people, only your reaction to them. It's uh, an easy concept to recognize, but a harder concept to implement into daily oh, life. Oh, absolutely. Agreed, and it is a process. And, and, and the way that I look at it is like I have my reaction, and it's fine. You're going to react to people, and then I have my response. How do I choose to respond, right? Um, and that's what I see because reaction for me is like knee-jerk. Like it just happens. A button gets pushed, and you react you know and but there are there are times where you're more on top of it and you could respond the way that you want to respond and then there are times that you're not and i think it's important to go easy on yourself and not be so hard on yourself when you when you have what i call a momentary lapse of brilliance indeed Troy said, clicks and likes are not a reflection of who you are. Definitely Boom, not. Troy, yes. Definitely exactly. not. Shan said, so funny, I just tried to tell a young man that he needed a positive self-image outside of girlfriend, and he bit my head off. Yep. We're all on our own timeline on yeah, this journey. It's, exactly. It, that's for sure. And, you know, sometimes uh, when you try to help others, you also set yourself up for um, heart heartache. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so don't tie your self worth to your ability to help others either. Yeah, because <laughs> you can't help other people. You people, help. you people can help themselves, right? Then that's the truth of it, right? You coming in and being like, "I'm here to save the day," like that's you can't help anybody else. No. They can only help themselves, and. You could be a positive influence in their life, but really you're you're nothing. They're going to have to figure it out on their own. The best thing you can do is to live the most vibrant, badass life that suits you and then be a lighthouse yeah. for other people. And, and, and just keep doing that. And eventually that person is going to be like, huh. How'd you do that? Why are they always so, why is it so good for them? And, and then I'm you're like, like, well, I work on my self-image and my self-talk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right, so, so we'll see you guys if you're guy if you guys are able to make it. Six p.m. Eastern uh, will be the private 
uh, podcast. No. Oh, for crying out loud. Private live stream. The private live stream, and we'll see you guys then. And we we have some, uh, obviously, bring your questions, any questions that you might have, and we'll talk about anything that you want to talk about. We'll also have updates because my daughter just moved in. Indeed. Um, So we'll update you on all that stuff. And, yeah, this was great, you guys. I effing love you. As do I. All right, so off we go. Yep, just be you. Others are on their own path. Exactly. Shan Shan, be a light everywhere you go. Boom. I love that. I love that. (laughs) See you in a few hours, Santish. See you in a few hours. All right, love you guys. Mwah. Mwah.